What's up, everybody? This is published author and the be-all, end-all of the pro wrestling podcast community, Michael DeMilla, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. After you finish this episode of Armchair Booking, go ahead and make your way down to my podcast, Finish Your Wrestling, because we're going to finish wrestling before it even started. It's time for y'all to finish y'all wrestling. All right? You can check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwayne Davis. Hey, everybody. We got to add some more names to that because <laughs> you know, I sort of think, man, that's a long intro. But you yeah, know what? I know, right? Let's <laughs> keep on. <laughs> just keep on adding. Keep adding stuff to it. Yeah, <laughs> at the very beginning of it. Uh, but as we promised, you know, a few days ago, we were going to. Um, discuss Crown Jewel. We were going to mm-hmm. give a preview. Yeah. Uh, especially considering, you know, the last premium live event they did, we totally honked up and just totally forgot it was even happening. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're sorry. Our bad. <laughs> so, My bad. <laughs> sorry about that. But yeah. uh, this one, I mean, Crown Jewel, I mean, even though happening, I mean, I know there's still some controversy about it even happening, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's actually become pretty decent events uh, the past couple ones. Yeah. You know, um, I think the first ones, because it was kind of obvious, you know, the, the Saudis were actually calling the shots as far as what yeah. matches they wanted. Yep. And so, not that the, well, I was going to say not that the matches weren't good because there were some that were absolute garbage. Yep. Um, yeah. Like the uh, greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, the, that was fun to watch, but it was. But Braun, but Braun Strowman wins a belt that he never had to defend. It's yeah. like, what's the point? <laughs> Here's a belt. Here's a trophy. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I guess they left all that stuff in Saudi. You know, I don't oh, know. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, let's see the Brothers of Destruction against oh, DX. against DX. Yeah, that. Oh my God, that uh, it didn't happen. No, it was yeah. just it was a dream. We're going to pretend that was a dream sequence and just skip over that. Shawn Michaels never came out of retirement. No, he never came out of retirement with, with a, a shaved head. Um, yeah. Or anything. And so, and that, yeah, that one was, yeah. But this one, I'm, I'm sitting there looking over the uh, the matches. I mean, this one actually looks like it'll be uh, pretty decent. Yeah. Um, the matches actually make sense. They're not just throwing something together like the Undertaker and Rusev in a casket match for no yeah, apparent reason whatsoever. No reason at all. That's not a match you have to start a feud. That's a match you no. have to end a feud. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the end. And it didn't even start a feud. It's like Rusev got beat and that was it. Yeah. They collected a big old fat paycheck. Mm-hmm. And we emphasize the word fat paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And went home, so Oh, and you know, speaking of pay per views, 
the NWA have actually posted um, videos. I haven't watched them yet, but they posted videos from Sal Wayne. So okay. I, I, I need to go on and watch them. Yeah. Uh, check them out uh, because a friend of ours, Big Mama, she was actually there in a dark match. And from what I'm seeing, Lord Crew was also there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if he was in a dark match or whatever uh, he was doing, but that's I definitely got to go check that out. And because with Crew, it is a matter of not if, it's a matter of when he's going to yeah. hit. You know, because mm-hmm. um, when I ran into Noah Gabriel, you know, just past Saturday, you know, getting, I'm still all salty with him for, you know, snotting on my shirt. But, <laughs> but um, when I was talking with him, he actually said the same thing. He said, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, mm-hmm. you know, with, with yeah. crew. Because, I mean, he is, you know, he's right there. Um, yeah. But this coming Saturday, and more than likely it's going to be probably around noon. I don't know the exact start time. I don't know the exact bell time. But uh, if it, if... If we're going by what's happened over the past events, I mean, they it's running live, but because of the time difference, of course, mm-hmm. it's going to be in the middle of the day here. You know, so, um, you know, and I am going to look it up because now it's just going to drive me nuts. Um, But what do you think of it you know, as far as? Well, as far as the lineup goes, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good show. Um, Just, I mean... Triple H has been booking stuff pretty well, so I think it's got a chance to be another good one. Um, kickoff show starts at noon, and the rest of the show starts at one. Okay. Sammy yeah. Zayn's on the kickoff. Who's he wrestling again? J.D. McDonough. Mc- okay. McDonough. I, is it McDonough Hugh? Because I don't see a U on the end of that. They they always say McDonough. McDonough. Yeah. Okay. What are they doing to Sammy? Uh, I don't know. They split him and Kevin Owens up, and then nothing. I mean, he's not even what you would call in the – he's not in the main event scene. He's not in the Intercontinental title scene. It's You know, they send his tag partner to to another show, so I don't know what they're doing with him. I, I mean, the man went from, let's see, one year at WrestleMania, he was jobbing out to, you know, somebody from Johnny Jackass, Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Yep. The next WrestleMania, he is like the hottest thing since Sunburn. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and now all of a sudden he's in a dark match, essentially, against. Yeah. The guy who's auditioning to be part of the, of, um, you know, Judgment Day. And I don't know why they changed his name. Is the name he went by on the Indies and in NXT UK and NXT was Jordan Devlin. That's where the JD part is. Uh, but okay. But I don't know where the, whose bright idea was it to put, mcdonough on the end of it i mean that's as bad as mcgillicuddy so it's <laughs> yeah. like why did you i don't know why they just didn't leave it unless it was a case of he didn't want to give up the rights to his name that he was using on the indies so maybe I mean, he just let his, them come up with something his real name is jordan devlin mm-hmm. yeah so um wow 
And or maybe he maybe he wanted to be able to use it when he left because sometimes WWE ha- has figured out ways to stop somebody from even using their real name, like with Cody, he couldn't even use the last name Rhodes. Um, well, he, I, he says he chose to, but I've also seen to where that was their way of kind of sticking it to him because he asked for his release. It's like, we'll give you a release, but we're not going to let you use the um, last name. They had a lawyer. He was actually on Chris Jericho's podcast um, mm-hmm. like a year or so ago, and he was actually talking about that one specifically because, uh, of course, Cody, I mean, his actual last name is Runnels. Runnels, yeah. Right. Um, so he can use the name Ronald because he used it in other yeah. things, but because Rhodes, they said he never used it anywhere but WWE, and that's why he went to AEW. And of course, it was here's Cody and Brandy Rhodes. So it was yeah. just Cody yeah, and Brandy Cody. Rhodes. Well, like when he left and he went to Ring of Honor, you know, he was Cody. He was Cody in New Japan. It's like everywhere yeah. until, and, and then. I don't know what happened, and then oh, I can tell you what happened. I can tell you what happened because this this lawyer said that somebody um, he knew, like in Georgia or Florida. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, because he grew up. Cody grew up in Georgia, I believe, didn't he? Or was it Florida? No, I think it was Georgia. Was it Georgia? Okay, and he, so. and he was an amateur wrestler in high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. and at one of the events that they were at a wrestling event, they actually had in the program they actually called him Cody Rhodes, and the guy found this program, which means he used Cody Rhodes prior for WWE. Uh, and so you. this lawyer actually told his friend, "Send that to me right now, overnight it. I don't care. I will pay the shipping. Send that to me now. You mm-hmm. know, I need it now." And he got it, and they file the thing for the right to use the name Cody Rhodes because he had used it. Next thing you know, he's American Cody Nightmare, Rhodes, yeah. Cody Rhodes. Yep. But, yeah, that is wild. I mean, um, how things like that happen. Yeah, and they don't want people using their real names in WWE, with rare exceptions, obviously. But Well, their, their, their thing is big. You know, they're big on the branding, and they also want so much control over – you know, the intellectual property of these wrestlers. And so it's like, let's change their name. That way we can, we can copyright that name. So they can't use this anywhere else when nine times out of 10, they don't want to use that name anyway, when they go, when they leave and go somewhere else. Right. And of course, here's the wild thing. We still refer to, you know, some people by their name, they were using WWE because they were in WWE for so long. Yep. Like Brian Danielson. How many times have we called him Daniel Bryan? Yep. I'm just now really getting to the point where Daniel, where Brian Danielson is the first thing I think of and not Daniel yes. Bryan. Um, well, like that, Adam Copeland. I still say Edge. Yeah. Edge. Yeah. You know, now Christian saying Christian Cage, that's not really a yeah. far stretch. Yeah. Um, but like Big Cass, now he's Big Bill. Yeah. You know, or like. He's still Ruby, seven foot tall. You can't teach that. Yeah, Ruby Ride is Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. Yeah. Um, and of course, Dean Ambrose, not John Moxley. Now that one I have just called him Moxley. You know, or oh, Mox. Yeah. A lot. I love yeah. him. Just refer to him as Mox. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Now, sorry, folks. Got to got to fix my hair some. Because uh, you keep your hair in a ponytail long too long, and it does make your you know it starts giving you headaches because your skin's going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But um anyway, um away from the hairdressing tips. Um <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Sammy Zane, the during the kickoff show, which was the last time they actually had a match during the kickoff show? Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute since they've done that. Yeah. That was I thought that was weird when I saw the announcement for that match. I think if the Judgment Day interfere, JD might win it, but I think Sammy's going to win it. I think because they're they're trying to push JD McDonough, mm-hmm. I think he's going to go over. Um, just because they're trying to, you know, he's trying to get into Judgment Day. Yeah. You know, he's, he's it's like when Lex Luger was the associate of the, the horseman. Of the horseman, yeah. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And, yeah. you know, so I think he is going to go over Sammy, even though I still don't like, it's like, put him over somebody else. Don't put him over Sammy. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I think that he's going to take that for no other reason than they want to, they're trying to push him. Um, you could be right. Yep. Yeah. And this is Triple H doing the booking, not Vince. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you come from NXT. All right. We're going to, we're going to just bury you right off. Oh, but if it was Vince booking, Sammy would guarantee to lose because. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know what? Vince, Vince always booked Sammy like crap. He did. And because he didn't, he didn't like him. Yeah. You know, he didn't, well, he didn't like the character, but he didn't, he didn't think he was one to push because. Mm-hmm. Sammy's a pretty pretty funny dude from what I gather. Yeah. You know, but um I mean, of course, once again, Vince got proved wrong. Sure did. So um so that match, I mean, is almost like filler, but it's the, the kickoff show. And they may be yeah. putting the match back in the kickoff show because I wasn't even watching the kickoff show. I'm like, there's no match, I ain't watching this. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just video packages and we've seen all that. Yeah. So there's no point in watching the kickoff show. It's video packages that we've already seen, and it's the same video packages they're going to show during mm-hmm. the event. Um, yep. Which, by the way, on the last premium live event, that was what five matches. Yeah. Yep. In three and a half, four hours, five mm-hmm. matches. This one, um, not including the uh, the kickoff show matches, one, but then there's. Um, there's going to be seven matches on the main main thing, so right. Um, at least they they have more matches. I just hope they don't have the all the video packages because remember that's one thing about Crown Jewel. The entrance ramp to the ring is already long. Yeah, it was like a mile long. Yeah, and then you got the video packages between the entrance and the video packages. Sometimes they were longer than the actual match. Yeah. And especially on some of the, the premium live events, it feels a woman's match because you know how Vince was. Yeah. All right, get let him go out there for about two minutes. All right, bring say, him back. Get, give him two or three minutes and then just bring him back. All right, bring him back. Match ain't over. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just bring him back. Yeah. Um, but the I'm just going to go in the order these are listed on uh, Wikipedia. Uh, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, singles match with the World Heavyweight Championship. I personally think that Drew should win um, Mm -hmm. simply based on, you know, when he was a world champion, it was during the pandemic, which he's talked about. And, you know, as far as the storyline goes and he beats Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. And there's no one there. 
you know, yep. big, biggest moment of his career and there's no one there, which couldn't be helped. But at the same right. time, it's like, you know, that's got to really suck because it's like having that roar of the crowd when you finally accomplish that has got to be just amazing. And he was just him and Brock were just in an empty building, you know. And you knew the pop would be huge because when, oh, yeah. he, when he hit Brock with the Claymore kick out of the Royal At the Rumble, Rumble yeah. Oh, it was huge. Uh, I think that that was probably the second biggest pop of the night. The first one being when Edge, yeah. Edge's music hit, you know. Yeah. But when Drew, and then he just sit there and just stared at him. Yeah, threw somebody else out back staring at Brock again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and Brock sold it. Brock didn't leave he ringside. Did. He just kept looking like I can't believe this dude just kicked me out. Yeah, and you know, and I and I think Drew was also staring at him like, yeah, go ahead and bring, come back in, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you ever heard of FAFO? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep, that's what's going to happen. But but I think I think Drew should win, but I don't think they're done with Seth as a world champion just yet. But they're going to have to pull the trigger on taking the belt off Seth sooner or later because they keep playing, they keep playing up his injured back. Right. Sooner or later, you got to have a payoff to that. Sooner or later, mm-hmm. you got to have somebody target the back repeatedly until he just can't go and you don't even have to have him pin do referee stoppage and have yep. just have somebody beat the just beat the crap out of him until he can't he can't go anymore and the referee just stops it would give it that big fight feel yes if, if somebody was to just beat him so bad he couldn't continue and the referee had to step in and stop it that's what i think should happen but I think they're going to have Seth retain. I think this would be a prime example. I'm going to go back to an old, old school storyline from the mid eighties, Rick Martell, when he was AWA world champion and him and Stan Hansen, Mm -hmm. they had the thing and um, they, there's a match. You can find it. It's um, the match itself was in Comiskey park. And it was a world title match that lasted all of two minutes. They were both counted out. You know, well, the mm-hmm. match officially lasted two minutes. It was right. a lot longer than that. But it was Stan Hansen basically whacking Rick Martell in the, the back with a chair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but Martell, I mean, was fine. And it was actually because Rick Martell was known as a scientific type wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he was brawling with Stan Hansen outside the ring and the dugouts at Comiskey mm-hmm. Park. I mean, but Stan Hansen worked on his back. And then when he finally um, beat Martell for the the AWE World title, it was with a Boston Crab, which, of course, focuses. Puts a lot of pressure on the back. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, so I could see something like that happening with Seth Rollins. Um, mm-hmm. Although Drew McIntyre is not known as a submission wrestler. Um but, I mean, he could still do that. But like you said, I mean, he beats him down to the point the referee has to stop and say, here you yeah, go, the like, belt's yours. It reminds me of when Steve Austin and Bret Hart had their uh, submission match Yes, at WrestleMania 13, and Steve Austin said, I'm not a submission guy, but I'm just going to beat the crap out of you until you can't get up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, until you say I quit. You know? Until you say I quit, and – of course, the ironic thing was Steve Austin. He, I've heard an interview. He said the uh, same thing. He said, "I'm not a submission guy." He said, "So uh, the only move he did that would be considered a submission move was a Boston Crab." 
Yeah. Um, and of course, Brett, you know, the sharpshooter is a, it's a Boston crab, but with a twist yeah. with the legs. Yeah. Makes- with the legs laced. Now, when Steve Austin was stunning Steve, he did have a submission finisher for a while. He called it Hollywood and Vine. When uh, him and Brian Pillman were the Hollywood blondes, it was like a, a variation of the uh, spinning toehold, except mm. he <laughs> except he kind of laid back with it and hooked it more. But uh, okay. it was more it was more like it looked to me it looked more like the Indian Deathlock than the spinning toehold. I wish somebody would bring that move back. Yeah, it's just very yeah. hard. If you were looking at how they do it, I mean, it, it is so complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you get it locked on. Yeah, it's locked. And yeah, the problem I think is I've always loved submission wrestling. Like when Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit had their feud, I loved it because it was two submission guys, and you saw, and they knew more than just their finishers. They knew submissions and they knew counters to the submissions. They knew counters to each other's submissions, and I, I feel like that's beginning to be a lost art in pro wrestling. Everything's so high octane and just go, 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 that I don't feel like a lot of fa- a lot of, especially a lot of newer fans, don't have the patience for that type of match. Me, I would love it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and now I'm not going to say, like, the matches where, you know, it was 10, 15 minutes of a headlock. One headlock, no, no, no. and they're trying to yeah, escape no. it the whole time, but... Yeah, no, 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 that, those are boring. You know, those rest hold matches were extremely boring but like you've got a guy like okay like brian danielson and zach saber jr from wrestle dream excellent amazing match you had two technicians in the ring and that's what i always like to see i mean yeah i like the power guys too but i always preferred the technicians it, the matches were just more interesting to me with the technicians with the power guys it was car crash yes <laughs> You know, but I mean, you know, if you had two power guys get in there and yeah. they were able to do the moves, okay, cool. You get two scientific guys in there. All right. Yeah. You know, same thing. You know, pretty, yeah. Because people don't realize Rick Flair, you know, he always made the joke, you know, before he, well, I say retired. Um, he said the only thing he had was a chop, a knee drop, and a woo. And, mm-hmm. you know, but if you look at some of his matches, you know, from like the 70s and 80s, even in, leading up to the early 90s, Rick Flair, I mean, he had a pretty vast reper- repertoire as far oh, as yeah. his moveset went. Look at the uh, the trilogy he had with Ricky Steamboat over the world title. Yeah. He pulled everything out. Um, And Ted DiBiase, he was called like the master of the suplex or whatever, because he had all sorts of different suplexes mm-hmm. that he would do. Um, Before he put on his million dollar dream, which is yeah. a submission move. Yep. Uh, but Flair was doing like every kind of suplex known to man too. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I mean, I saw him do the back suplex, of course, the vertical suplex. He was doing the double underarm uh, suplex yep. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, so that, that's the reason why Flair was because champion because he could just pull off that oh, yeah. move there was. Yeah, and. The thing with now with Rollins, I think Rollins could. McIntyre is more of a power guy. You know, mm-hmm. you can't help a guy that size. You yeah. know, you're not going to see a lot of scientific moves out of him um, unless he's with another guy his size. And then, yeah. you know, then it will kind of make sense. But he's not going to be a big man. The bigger the yeah. men doing yeah, those kind of moves with. Um, 
with it because I mean, even his claymore kick, which by the way, it's just a one footed drop kick. <laughs> That's really all it is, yeah. you know. But he comes at it, you know. He's so explosive about it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see McIntyre win it at some point. I think this is the first match, so it might be a little too early. Might be. Maybe. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, and but and then we also have the whole thing with Damian Priest. You know, he might cash in. We don't know. He might. Like I said on Monday, they're going to have to pull the trigger on that soon. Before, yes. Before the Rumble. Because after that, he's going to get lost in the shuffle. And next thing you know, I'll be making the prediction again. He's going to cash in at WrestleMania. So, um, he just might. He might cash in at WrestleMania. I want to see him cash in against somebody in Judgment Day, and have that that split. But I mean, that's I don't know how right now. I don't know how we would see. They had the perfect opportunity when Seth Rollins and Finn Balor were feuding. Yes, late. It was right there, laid out for them. All they had to do was have Seth beat Finn. And then have Damien cash in on the fan. It was it was literally laid out in front of them, and they didn't take advantage of it. Done. You know he's no longer in Judgment Day. He's world champion now. Mm-hmm. He's by himself now, and he's exactly. the target of everybody. But I mean yep. that's also intriguing. And and Damien Priest, I mean he's his character. I'm pretty sure the man himself too is tough enough to be able to handle like oh, everybody. Yeah. He's like, yep. oh, you all want me? Come on. All right, line yep. up. Let's go. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I think that's going to be a, a hard hitting match. It has potential to be a really good match. We'll have to see. Um, looking forward to that one. Uh, the next one's listed as the fatal five. Yeah. You know, and you know my feelings on five way matches anyway, but yeah, I know. But storyline wise, uh, the storyline wise, yeah. it makes sense. Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Raquel Rodriguez. Um, like I said, when Zoe Stark is the smallest person in the ring, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is um, this is actually. I, I don't see a lot of scientific match. moves in this match. No, Shayna's going to try to tear somebody's arm off. Yeah, like for that's real. What Shayna does like in a perfect world, I would go with Shayna Baszler. I feel like she is long overdue for a oh, world title oh, on the I main agree. roster. I agree. But it's not time to take it off Rhea yet. Rhea is the hottest thing they've got. She's they they've clearly positioned her as the leader of Judgment Day. You know, without saying so, but her actions say, "I'm calling the shots." And she's just she's the biggest female star they have. No disrespect to Becky Lynch, but Rhea Ripley is 27 years old and. She's just scratching the surface of how good she's going to be. I just uh, thought about something. Um, is this Shayna Baszler's first time at uh, one of the Saudi events? I think so. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, not to get into too many of the reasons why she wasn't there before, yeah. but yeah, uh, I believe it was because I think me and I think me and Savannah, for people who don't know us, my 14-year-old daughter, I think we were talking about that one time and uh, about why I had to explain to her why she couldn't, why they didn't have Shayna on those cards previously. So I didn't think about Um, that, but yeah. 
Of course, then again, Sami Zayn, he's back. And that's actually yep. something else. Do you remember how popular, how, I mean, the, the pop for him at the last Saudi event? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And now they're putting him on the, you know. Yeah, the, relegated to the pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. What are y'all thinking? But anyway, I agree. I mean, Rhea Ripley should win this. Now, who she pins or submits? Um, it mm. shouldn't be. It's going to have to be Raquel. Because Zoe Stark doesn't need to take the pin because she's she's the she's the up and comer, you know, and they yep. they seem they seem to really like her and kind of you know they're keeping her in the the main event scene. It shouldn't be Nia because she just got back, right? And it shouldn't be Shayna because it's Shayna, and she shouldn't be getting <laughs> pinned. Right. Nothing against Raquel, but Raquel can take that. Raquel can take that pin and it not really shove her down the card. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, like the five of them may get together and go, look, it's going to be hot. It's like 180 degrees and yeah. inside the stadium feels like a convection oven. And we and have, gonna to, have to all be yeah, fully clothed. Yeah. Um, which Naya, I mean, her, her ring outfits are normally like that anyway. Yeah. You know? So for her, it's not a big deal. Uh, but the other ones, yeah, you know, um, Shayna, Shayna always wears pants. She, does. she usually has like a tank top type thing, so she'll have to be covered up. Zoe will have to be covered up. Raquel wears pants, but she'll have to cover up top. Rhea um, will have to completely cover up because that's a Rhea. She normally wears like some some S and M type stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to go very un family unfriendly, but it's, it's normally kind of what she wears. And yeah. Uh so she might be a little uncomfortable, you know, mm -hmm. when she's used to um you know wearing something that she, you know, won't restrict her movements and now it may feel yeah. restrictive. And what but I it, think is cool is Rhea's outfit now is she said is what she's most comfortable in ring wise. But Vince McMahon always had her cover up because she has tattoos on her legs and oh, yeah. things like that. And it's like, why? No one cares that she has tattoos on her legs. If anything, a lot of people are like, okay, all right, that's cool. Yeah, because that's what I was like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, move on. <laughs> exactly. Know? That's it. It's like, it's not a big thing. Um, yeah, I wonder what Vince's hangup with that would be. I'd I, it's just his hang up with women, period, because he didn't have any guys that had were covered in tattoos. He didn't have them covering up. I say because Alistair Black, I mean, he he yeah, was wearing Alistair, basically like some skinny bikini briefs when he was yeah, in there. He Alistair Black, uh, both the guys from the Viking Raiders are covered up with tattoos. It's like, and you don't say anything about that, but Rhea had tattoos on her legs, and it's like, oh, she's got to wear pants. Um. And actually, Alistair Black, he never made a Saudi show because of, not because he had tattoos, but because of what one or two of the tattoos were. Yeah, I think it's one of the ones on his back. Yeah, um, because he is, um, it's not, it's not Satanism, but it's something very, it's like Alistair Crowleyism, mm -hmm. whatever it's yep. associated with that. There's actually yeah. a name, and I can't remember, because I worked with a guy, um, at time on a cable who was actually mm -hmm. the same thing. Um, but yeah, I agree. Rhea Ripley, 
should win. I think she probably will win. Um, uh, who eats the pen? Yeah, Raquel. I mean, that does make sense. And of course, the way they've been doing it, it's somebody else is going to beat Raquel down, you know, mm-hmm. and then Maria will throw whoever it is out and she'll actually oh, yeah. pen them. Yeah. Um, next match they list. Whoever does these articles on, on Wikipedia, seriously, y'all need to work on your order. Um, next ma- one that's listed is Roman and LA Knight. Come on, people. You know that's the main event. <laughs> that's going to be the main event. Come on. Um, I don't think they're going to take the title off Roman just yet. Um, no, but I think it's going to be a star-making performance for LA Knight. I think yes. it's going to be – I think this is what he will need to be a main event guy for years to come. It's this It's this match, and, I mean, as far as the fans go, he's already a main event guy. I mean, Dave mm-hmm. – and the way he's been booked, he has been positioned to where – it doesn't. He doesn't feel out of place in the main event because everybody's been thinking he should have been here a couple yeah. of years ago. You know, so once again, VKM HHH. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, there's. The I difference. think. I think it's going to be a great match. Roman always does his part to make you believe that this might be the time that he loses. Roman's gotten excellent at doing that, at planting that just that little bit of seed of doubt of you thinking they may actually take the title off Roman. And then he pulls it out. And he pulls and, it out. Yeah. But I think it's going to be an excellent match. I think LA Knight's going to have a great showing. And I think this will be his his breakout match. Um, I don't see... Well, I mean, the bloodline's not really the bloodline anymore anyway. Um, Not so much. But Solo Sokoa is there. Jimmy Uso, he's not listed as being anywhere. However, um, it seems like one of the ways Roman's been retaining the title yeah. is when somebody from the bloodline will interfere. Yep. Um, in fact, that's one of Drew's gripes, you know, was yeah. he had Roman beat. Yeah. And Which so, is a legitimate gripe. Yeah. Yeah. If Solo I mean, hadn't, you know, if Solo hadn't have been there, he had Roman beat. It had Roman beat. Yep. Um, by the way, Solo Sokoa, you know his actual name is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, you know, um, not Samoa Joe, but a Samoa named Joe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to guess there must be somebody in their, yeah, their family with the name Joe. Um, just like there's a lot of fam people in my family with the name William. That's why I have three first cousins with the name William. Mm. Yeah, they all go by different names, you know, yeah. but because there's William, also known as Bobo, known, known that ever since we were little kids, Billy, mm-hmm. and then Willie John. All three of first cousins, they all three have William as their first name. Oh, wow. Because I had, uh, well, my granddad, his first name was actually William. Mm-hmm. And so, but amongst the 45, 46 cousins that I had, of my dad being the youngest of 12, but anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. Um, but I think Roman takes it probably with interference, but LA Knight yeah. is going to get over. Like he's yeah. already oh, over, yeah. but he's going to get yeah. over even more. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
they said the rumor has it that this will be Roman's last premium live event for the year. He's not scheduled for Survivor Series. Oh. And see, I saw something. I don't know if it was a shooter or work. And LA Knight was actually talking about that. He said he wrestles three, four times a year. Yeah. But they try to celebrate, you know, his thousand day reign. He's like, yeah, it's easy yeah. to keep your title if you never defend it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and of course, Heyman's going to be there. Um, yeah. And LA Knight, I mean, his popularity, it just seemed like he was there, like almost mid card type. Then also, mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. just, and it was organic. Yeah, the fans just took to him and just whew, that was it. But like you said, there there's a difference between Vince McMahon and you know mm-hmm. Paul Levesque. Yeah. Um because Paul Levesque listens to the fans going, they like him, let's push him. Mm-hmm. Give the fans what they want. Yeah. And the, and they will pay. They will keep paying to see it. That's yeah. why LA Knight for the past Two or three months has been the bi- the biggest merchandise pusher. You gave the fans what they wanted, and they're shilling out money for his merch. And I can tell you right now, if it's anything like what I've seen at events, it's a lot of money for the merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still need to work on that. By the way, I promise. You know, we're going to have an episode. Don't know when, but we're going to talk about the economics of being a wrestling fan. <laughs> um, because I mean, it gets pretty interesting when you. Yeah. You know, we're able to look into it. Um, oh, the next one, Rey Mysterio, Logan Paul for the U.S. title. I'll let you go first. Okay. <laughs> as much as what I don't want it to happen, because Logan Paul, I mean, he is a part-time wrestler, but he has a lot of respect for the business. He trains. You know, he doesn't he doesn't make it all about him. He makes it about the match. He wants the match to be good. And I respect that. But it's hard for me to think of him as being anything but a YouTube inf- I don't even know if you call him an influencer or the brother of one of the most irritating people in the history yeah. of ever on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but they will probably put the US title on because Logan Paul is also over. Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio is over. Um, but Ray should have retired when they put him in the Hall of Fame, you know, back six, seven months ago. Just um, like I still say that they made the wrong call having him beat Davian, uh, beat Davian Dominic at yeah. uh, WrestleMania. They should have had Dominic beat him and Ray retire. And Ray retire. You know, that would have been that would have been their WrestleMania moment as father mm-hmm. and son. Yeah. You know, which, I mean, you know, they would, that would have been something oh, to yeah. talk about. But now that here we are, we're still going. Now, I do think that Dominic is going to be there somewhere in the building. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, he will help, he will interfere and help Logan Paul win the title. I yeah, can see I, that. Yeah. I, I mean, could also see Santos Escobar turning on oh, Ray. That's true. And, call, and causing Ray the title. Because when, you know, when Santos was in NXT, he was the leader of that group. And then they come to the main roster. All of a sudden, the LWO's back. 
and Ray's the leader of the group. And then, and they still have that unresolved issue of um, Escobar was supposed to get the U.S. title shot, got jumped by Austin Theory and couldn't, and was not cleared to compete. So they had Ray take his spot. Ray beats Theory and wins the U.S. title. And then Escobar's gotten a match, but I think there was some interference and Ray ended up winning because of the interference. So that could still, that could still come into play if they want to pull the trigger on that and then have that way it gets the title. It gets more focus on the title, getting it off Ray and have Ray doesn't need the title to have a few no. with Escobar. No. And like I said, on Monday, I'm generally never for a celebrity winning a championship in pro wrestling, but Logan Paul is the exception because of the work that he's put in. Right. And because of his love for the business. And because I think it would be, as the Miz would say, it would be must see TV. People are going to be like, people who may not watch pro wrestling on the regular, but follow him on YouTube will be like, Oh, he's got a championship in WWE. Let me turn that on and see what's going on there. Right. He may, you know, he could bring more eyes to the product. And and it's not a David Arquette situation where David Arquette, yeah. that, that whole debacle. And he didn't even want to win it. Yeah. He didn't want it. Like when they, when they approached him with the idea, he's like, uh, no, I have no business being, you know, WCW world champion, but they talked him into it. So what he did was gave all of his salary as world champion. He donated all that to charity. Yep. And that whole match, he pinned somebody who wasn't even champion, but somehow. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a tag match. It was DDP and David Arquette. DDP was the world champion. Was the champion. And then it was Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff. Well, Whoever got the pin was the world champion. And then David Arquette pins Eric Bischoff and wins the world title. The stupidest part of it is DDP's over there raising his hand and handing him the belt. And it's like, dude, he literally just took your title. Yeah. You walked in as champion and then David Arquette walks out with your belt and you didn't even get pinned for it. Eric Bischoff got pinned for it. You should have clotheslined him for real. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. You should have hit. You should have hit him with a diamond cutter <laughs> for real. And you know, if there was ever a time for a diamond cutter, it would have been right there. Yeah, you should have said, "Hey, lay the belt down the floor, and show you something." Boom, diamond yeah. cutter right on the belt. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and then just walked and walked out of the company because yeah, and been like, "Bye, deuces, I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> and but Logan Paul's a lot different because Logan Paul, like I said, has put in. The work, and this is not Logan Paul's first match. That one with David Arquette, I believe, was his very first match. That was his very first match, and then that was his only match for a long time. And then he got he got the wrestling bug and yeah. really trained and got better. And he's done a lot of indie stuff. But Logan Paul also has been trained by Shawn Michaels. So ah, there you go. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels, obviously, you know, the respect he has for the business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think it'll be a good match. Yeah, um, I think it'll be good because, I mean, Ray can still 
you know, Ray's not as quick as he used to be, which makes sense. I mean, he's almost 50, but he still, he still can pull out those amazing moves when he needs to. And if you look but at I him, think, Ray, he's pretty cut. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think Logan Paul, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Logan Paul will win. I think Logan Paul should win. Uh, I think Logan Paul will win. Um, I'm still on the fence of whether or not he should, just because there's so many, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think Dominic will, or Santos Escobar, there will be some outside interference. Because, yeah. I mean, now granted, I've said that probably about every match on here so far. But <laughs> there's just every single one of them, they all have the... Um, um, I think the only match that has the potential, that potential, doesn't have yeah. any outside interference is the fatal five way because they're all in the ring already. That, <laughs> yeah. Everybody that would interfere is already in the match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sami Zayn, JD McDonough, because he's trying to be judgment part day. of judgment mm-hmm. day. Uh, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. Um, I can't really see any interference there, but uh, well, I could see judgment day interference because Rhea was trying to cut a deal with Seth ah. on raw this past week to have Judgment Day watching his back. And at the same time, Rhea helped, uh, if I remember right, Rhea helped Drew McIntyre beat Sami Zayn, I think, a week or two ago on Raw. So she's been, Judgment Day's had their fingers all over that program, too. Uh, Judgment Day have become a great faction, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because this is the kind of stuff the Horsemen used to do. Yeah, back in the day, the, it didn't matter what the, what match was going on; they were somehow involved with it. Oh yeah, they were somehow involved, and they somehow always made their presence felt. Yes, and so yeah, Judgment Day. I mean, they've really elevated that. The Bloodline, not to say that the Bloodline's still not, because you know they they have the Roman, you know, with all his belts, and um, but the Bloodline aren't as powerful as what they were. Judgment and I day think. I think the, it was one of the best storylines that they've honestly ever had, but I think it got so far that they didn't know where to go next. Like when they split Jimmy and Jay, it's like they didn't know where to go. Right. Because, you know, one minute they've got Jimmy saying that he's, you know, he attacked Jay at SummerSlam because he had Roman beat and he didn't want Jay to turn into Roman by, you know, winning the the titles and being the, becoming the tribal chief and all that stuff. But then now they're kind of like in a blood feud. Jimmy's trying to get back into the bloodline. Now Jimmy's been extremely entertaining as like this loose cannon type character, but storyline wise, it's like, it makes no sense because like, you know, him and Solo will come out and do something. Solo looks at always looks at him like he has no use for Jimmy at, at all. <laughs> and then we don't know what Jimmy's doing. Roman's barely there. So as I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on the bloodline story. Oh. Either way, I mean, um Judgment Day, they could interfere in the United States champion title match. Um, next match listed Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, Judgment Day already. Definitely going to be some interference there. Um, um, Cody's going to win this. They ain't sending Cody all the way to Saudi no. to have him lose. 
but Damian Priest should win this because Cody Rhodes is bulletproof. After his, I still say, after his performance in that Hell in the Cell match against Seth Rollins, Cody's bulletproof. He could lose every match between here and here and WrestleMania and still be the number one contender for the title because he's that over. I want to hear the the crowd in Saudi singing on his like, whoa, because that's yeah. a huge crowd. Oh yeah, and yep. wow, um, that'll be you know that'd be a sight to behold actually. Oh yeah, but uh, I think Damian Priest will win, uh, probably due to interference from the Judgment Day. I think he should win due to that interference, but I think Cody will win. I think Cody will win also, though, but because of the interference, it's going to backfire. Yeah, that's true. And because they've been kind of pushing that. Damian, I mean, Priest, they've been they've been kind of hinting, kind of teasing been, that he's going to jump anyway. Yeah, they even have people being like, you know, we thought you were the leader of the Judgment Day, but obviously Rhea's the leader of the Judgment Day. They've been planting those seeds everywhere for eventually for him to break away and be the face because they they clearly have big plans for Damian Priest. Oh, yeah. They which clearly is, think highly of him. Yeah, which they should. Is. I mean, yeah. Um, oddly enough, I never really thought of Damian Priest as like the leader because he seems more like the guy who stayed back in the background. You know, where he's he more doesn't like, have to say he, anything. Yeah, he's more like the Kevin Na- how Kevin Nash was in the NWO. Yeah. Like, you know, Hogan was out front as a leader, and Nash was just standing back like, all right, I'm going to powerbomb somebody when it's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, that guy over there who's who's bringing the popcorn to everybody, he doesn't have correct look- change. Yep, he's looking at me funny. If there's not extra butter on that popcorn, he's getting powerbombed. <laughs> Oh, there he goes. Yeah. Oh, but, but I, and I think if this match happens before the match with Drew and Seth, you know, if it, if mm-hmm. it does, then you have yeah. the potential where he yep. could cash in because yeah. he's, he's mad at Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and he cashes in. And, and of course, if he cashes in on Drew, if Drew does happen to, Take the title because, like you said, I mean, they've been pushing for Seth. He may be out with a back. I mean, like he does have a legitimate back injury, from what I'm yeah. He's got he's got the same injury I've got. He's got compression no. fractures in his back. So, so there yeah. you go. I it's mean, that, legit. That, that's nothing to play around with. No. Um. Now, granted, I don't think he has your racetrack back that you have. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, <laughs> he doesn't have that, but he does have <laughs> he does have the compression fractures. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm kind of wondering. You know, did did Seth leave? high school, you know, for the last three months of his junior year and come back three inches taller like you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, that, that ladies and gentlemen, that is a true story. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yep. Um but yeah, I could see, you know, so, so part of it kind of depends on what order of the matches, yeah. you know. Um because I mean this is just a match. There's no stipulations on it. There's yeah, it's just a one on one it's it's like a grudge match. Right. So, I mean, and there's a storyline leading into it, but yeah, uh, but it's not for a title, you, you know, which also means, by the way, the Intercontinental title is not being defended. The tag team titles are not being defended. Is EO? Uh, is... Yeah. There, yeah, she is. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, so that just also shows they have too many titles. Yeah. 
yeah. Um, but you know, so I think I think Cody, but because of interference, it backfired. Mm. That makes sense. Asina uh, uh, Solo Sokoa. I'm gonna go for Solo because Cena. Yeah, Cena doesn't need it, and he doesn't need the win. He doesn't need it, and Cena seems to be in that mode of doing the honors on his way out the door. Yep. Um, Cena gets it. Yeah. You know, um, and the people out there who are just Cena haters, Cena can draw a crowd. The crowd are not booing him because they don't want to ever see him mm-hmm. wrestle. You know, they're booing him because it's part of the thing now. Oh, we got to boo John Cena, and he just... yeah. He and just, he just come on. Oh, come on. You, you know. Yeah. Th- this half is cheering me. This half is booing me. I'm yeah. getting a reaction regardless. Yeah. yeah. Cena needs to lose. Solo definitely needs this win because it will really push him further up the card as a legit threat when you put down John Cena. I mean, and, John Cena's John Cena's name as far as the company goes. Pinning John Cena still means a lot. Yes, it does. Because John Cena, you know, was, is, to kind of depending on whatever's going on, the face of the company. Oh, yeah. For years. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying he, he hasn't pulled his own kind of political stuff because what, Nexus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That when that, he even admits now, yeah, he shouldn't have done that because he killed he seven killed people. Yeah. Sure did. He killed that whole group because he had to have he had to be the superhero and have them win, have right. himself win it. But I think Cena needs to be looking at the lights. Solo needs to hit that Samoan spike and pin him. And no, I'm I'm pretty sure there's going to be some kind of shenanigans. I'm not going to say interference, but it'll be I, I, something. I'm sure old I'm sure old Loose Cannon Jimmy will probably show up and interfere. True. That could be it. Um, because Solo Sokoa, yes, have him win. Don't make it a clean win, though, because he's still yeah. a heel. So yeah. you kind of want to show, yeah. yes, he's unbeatable. It doesn't matter if he, he cheated to win. He's still unbeatable. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Ted might agree with me on that one. Oh, yeah, I agree. Hey, Ted, as soon as you hear that, send me a text and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so... uh you go listen to the Hill Truth, ladies and gentlemen. Ted, he'll drop some wisdom on you. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that match. I mean, there's also not really much writing on this match except for to push Solo Sokoa. Yeah. So yep. Uh, so I think Solo should, and I think Solo will win. I I agree. Um, last match I have listed, and we know this is not going to be the main event because it's Saudi. Um, yes, I, I said that. I said what I said. It's Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. They're not going to have a women's match. Oh, no. Event. Nope. Never. Um, Sky with Bailey and Dakota Kai. Sky and Kai. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, she's defending the, the WWE Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. It's going to be an excellent match. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some interference by Bailey, which generally backfires. Yep. But a lot of times it's it backfires, but it still goes in EO's favor. I think EO Sky is going to win and retain the title. I think she should win. I don't think Bianca needs to 
Bianca doesn't need the title right now. No. And I mean, she's already solidified her her position as one of the star the absolute stars of that division. And you know, they're still building that tension with EO and Bailey and still, you know, we know where that's headed. And I think EO needs the title. EO needs to keep the title happens. Because Bailey will be, because Bailey will have the reasoning to be like, the only reason you're champion is because I've helped you all this time. So I should get a shot at the title. Then have yes. EO beat Bailey, because Bailey's just one of the most unselfish people in wrestling and she is all about getting other people over. Yeah, we're talking, and when we say it, we're talking about, you know, Pamela Martinez, the person, um, mm-hmm. you know, behind Bailey. Yeah. Um, and by the way, when I told, uh, I think it was my wife, I said, yeah, her name's actually Pamela Mar- Martinez. And I said, she doesn't look like a Pam. <laughs> I was like, I have no <laughs> idea what a Pam looks like, but apparently <laughs> Bailey does not look like a Pam. look like one, yeah. But, but she's Pam. Yeah. Um, but... <sighs> I will also say Bianca Belair's hair is just going to kind of completely come out of the, the ponytail holder holders because oh, yeah. of, of the humidity and everything. Oh yeah. So her yeah. ponytail is going to be frayed by the end of the match. Yeah. Just because, you know, science, <laughs> but yeah. Yep. Um, I think eventually, honestly, speaking of her ponytail, I mean, I know it's been a gimmick for a few years, you know, but it's almost time to say, okay, we're going to change this up a little bit. Yeah. She could lose that ponytail and it wouldn't, I don't, I feel like at this point it would not affect her at all. No, uh, because she's not like Samson. I mean, that's not where her strength lies is in her hair. Right. I mean, Bianca yeah. Belair now, I mean, she's like, like stupid strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think during the middle of the match, she will have, and Eo Sky is not very big, you know, so no, she, she's going to get press slam. Yeah. <laughs> with, with one hand. Yeah. You know, she'll hold her up. You know, be pressing her like this and yeah. looking at her, uh, you know, looking around. Oh, yeah. Let me toss it down because, yeah, I mean, you look at Bianca Belair. I mean, she doesn't, she's not like defined either. But when yeah. you see the things that she does, like I said, she has like the Cesaro strength. That's the only person mm-hmm. I can compare her to. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I think EO wins. Um, Bailey probably will interfere. It will backfire, but EO is still going to win. Um, I want to see Bianca Belair turn heel. I want her to see her join the Street Profits. Same. I, I want her with the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. I want that to be a group. Yes. Because we had the Hurt business and Vince took it away from us. And we need that back. This could be the Hurt business 2.0, whatever they want to call it. But then you've got you've got your – and if they all win titles, you have your women's champion, your tag champions – your world champion. Yes. And they would just dominate. Oh yeah. And and why not put a husband and wife together in a team? Yeah. You know, because Bianca Belair, she's married to Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. That's not a recent thing. No, no. I mean, they've even been in a commercial for like, was it Dollar General? I think. I think so. They're yeah. gonna have um they're going to have their own reality show on um, Hulu. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still not watching that, though. I've, <laughs> I've not watched any of the 
I might you know, give it a try. I tried to watch like Ms. and Mrs., but I, I couldn't make it. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I caught like five or ten minutes of it one time. Like and, if they would just if they would legitimately let these people just be themselves and not script this stuff, then I'd exactly. watch it. But all this heavy, heavily scripted reality TV stuff is like, no, I don't want to watch, you know, I don't want to watch the WWE version of the Real Housewives, you know, or the Keeping Up with Our Kardashians. And, exactly, I don't want to watch that. Oh, I have no interest. Because I think I caught like five or ten minutes of the Kardashians, and it's like hypnotizing. And all of a sudden, you're like, no, no, I got to stop. You know, I feel like yeah. IQ points falling out my ears. You yep. know, it was yep. bad, but yeah. Um, and I really, because I don't want to think bad of any of the wrestlers, especially mm-hmm. Bianca Belair and Montez Ford. Yeah. You know, because I really like both of them. I don't want to think badly of them when you see them doing these reality shows like, oh, no. Just like, like, come on now. Um, When the Bellas, they had the, was it the, oh, what was God. it called? The Divas or W, what was, what was? Yeah, they had Totally Divas. There it is. Yeah. And then they had Totally Bellas once that ran its course. And it's like, I don't care. No, just yeah. wrestle. <laughs> and um, of course, that was also when we found out that John Cena and um, Nikki Bella, they had a relationship agreement, kind of like Sheldon yeah. and Big yeah. Bang Theory. His roommate agreement, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, he's like, oh, according to contract, you got to move out. You got 30 days to move out. Yeah. You know? um, and they were engaged because remember, you know, he yeah. dropped down on one knee and he referred to WrestleMania. He, and it's yeah. like, you know I mean, that's gonna suck for her though. She can't. There's no way she can go back and wa- ever watch that match because it's like I got engaged in front of the world and then didn't end up marrying the guy that I got. I know. Engaged I mean, it, what was it like a year later? Yeah, like, or something like that. That and, he broke and up. Now and, the, and now they're both married to different people. And I know she has a kid with. Yeah. You know. Um. And and her stepdad still clown shoes. Oh, clown shoes. Oh, John, John Laurinaitis. John Clown Shoes Laurinaitis. Yeah. Um, I think this entire event, though, has the potential to be really, really good. Like I said at the beginning, I mean, unlike some of the previous Crown mm-hmm. Jewels, they've been getting yep. a lot better. Um, you know, I think this one will be really good. Comes on noon. Well, the kickoff show starts at noon Eastern time, and you will see a match on that one. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I don't know because you know you you don't the kickoff match if it's just one they kind of have it like right smack in the middle, yeah. you know the kickoff show. But I don't. They're so okay. I think the odds of this one. I think this could be this person. will like, okay, as a very long time wrestling fan, I do get the nature of it, and it is kind of fun to go. Okay, yeah. we'll figure the odds because and we interview wrestlers when they have big events coming up, and they, yeah. you know. But sometimes I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like I, uh, you know, I don't because they go they go a little bit into it, too far into yeah. it. I think. Yeah. Um, just like when they show like the drafts and they show like the reactions, and mm-hmm. you're like, your reactions just look fake. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, just stop. But, um, but if they were to talk about something else, like actually. The last time they were in Saudi, and it wasn't for Crown Jewel, it was for the other, what's the other event they have in Saudi? Uh, Super Showdown is in Australia. Yep. I can't remember what the other one was. 
Uh, oh, Night of Champions. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. I, I had to look it up. It's also in the, yeah, that one was the one where they had Sammy and Mustafa Ali uh-huh. doing, you know, their, um, I guess you'd call it a pilgrimage because, yeah. you know, they had yep. never been able to do that before. Yeah. Um, of course, ironically, Mustafa Ali is no longer with WWE, mm-hmm. uh, but Sammy still is. And, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I like seeing things like that, you know, show me them. And I don't know if they, um, I know they do some things for like local charities, like mm-hmm. almost anywhere they go. Um, and I think they did the same in Saudi where they did visit, you know, um, like local organizations, you know, helping out with that. Yeah. I'd rather see that. Don't tell me, okay, this match. Oh, well, I think it's going to be this and this and look at it. And okay, but you're overanalyzing. Come on. Yeah, because like, okay, we'll give, you know, we're giving a preview. We're giving our opinions on who we think will win or should win each match. But then we're going to go into the review and discuss our picks and Mm -hmm. whether we were right or wrong. That never happens on the pre-show. Everybody's always talking about their picks. But then they never say, oh, well, I was right about this one, or you were wrong about that one, or blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, there's no payoff for that. So it's like, what is the point of all this if there's no payoff? I feel a tweet coming on. Maybe that day. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'll, I'll put something out on Twix. Yep. So just like today, I put something on Twix where I tagged Tired Discounters, Bob and Tom Show, and Kevin Pollock. I did. I don't know if you saw that picture or not, but um, I hadn't seen that one. No. Um, this the the picture because you know tire discounters they uh, they yeah. change their signs like daily and mm-hmm. it's like funny stuff they put on there. Um, well, the one the tire discounters in Eastgate, Ohio, uh, went by there this morning. Had to go get crickets for our chameleon. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's a real story. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, as I'm passing by the tire discounters, their sign said, Frankenstein never scared me. Marsupials do. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know where they got that from. Um, Kevin Pollack, you know, the actor slash comedian, mm-hmm. you know, he was he was on the Bob and Tom show like 20 years ago. Right. And he um, was talking about working with different um, people and he does impressions of people. And he does them really well. Well, he was doing an impression of, um, oh, my God. The dude's name just, I'm going to have to look it up now. Oh, Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. He's doing an impression of Christopher Walken. And and he said, okay, now ask me questions like you're doing an interview. But he said, but you got to remember, Christopher Walken's, his, every single one of his thoughts are just totally just disconnected. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And they said, so you're doing a movie. And then he said, well, you know, Frankenstein never scared me. That's something else. It's like marsupials do. He said, <laughs> you know, they said, because they're fast. And it's so a remember that, you know, and I've actually um I've had the audio file for it before. I don't know if I still do or not, because just mm-hmm. you know, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, they somebody they actually put that on there. So um, so that's why I got a picture. I actually turned back around just so I could get the picture of that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I I posted and tagged him. And the reason I bring that up is because Tire Discounters actually just gave it a um a like. <laughs> so awesome. Um you know, so I'm hoping one of the other ones here, but yeah. Um 
Yeah, so I mean, I could I could get in there, and I don't. I, they don't even call it tweets anymore. They don't call it retweets. They call it reposts. But I can make a post on Twix, a Twix post. Yeah, it's like just no. Just if you're gonna make a prediction, now go back and check your predictions because you know, like on the NFL, every Sunday, mm-hmm. all the analysts they all give their predictions, but they also yeah. talk about, hey, how are your picks doing this year? Oh, you're exactly, you and know, they always have, and they always have a pre. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for wwe to do a post game show like football does or anything like that but at least with football we get the pre-game show they give their predictions and then we get the post game show and they discuss whether they were right or wrong about the predictions and just like i don't think anybody outside of dallas would have predicted the texas rangers are going to win the world series this year absolutely not nope did not see that coming at all but they did and they were barely squeaked in the playoffs from what I understand. And well, mm-hmm. now they're, they got their, you know, got a ring for the very first time. Yeah. Um, of course the manager, I didn't realize this. He's won four rings now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause he got three with the, the San Francisco giants and now he has one with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Yep. Yep. So, um, oh, and before we, you know, we got, you know, talking about the economics of wrestling and the reason I brought that up before was because, you know, I went to the fan fest in Chillicothe, Ohio, uh, you know, about a month or so ago and how the prices for the autographs and pictures had gone up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was 2020, uh, 30, meaning 24, uh, a picture with the person 24, an autograph or 30. If you're getting both now, it's like 30, 30, 50. Oh, so, <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Um, so they're already advertising the one that's going to be happening in March. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of names that are going to be there. You know, I'm debating on whether or not to go to it. Uh, just you've met a lot of those I've, names already. Yes. Most of the names that are going so far, I've already met. This includes Rock and Roll Express. This includes Jimmy Valiant. You mean, you know, mm-hmm. I was a big Jimmy Valiant fan. Uh, Rock and Roll Express, well, um, I know you got it too. Somehow, yep. Robert Gibson talked me into buying this ring last time I saw it. Yep. Yep. Same, same one. Yep. So, y'all do realize that means that Joel and I should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Exactly. We both uh, we, have Hall of Fame rings. We have the yep. rings. I mean, you know, it'll be like Ted. Hey, prove I don't belong in the, in the Hall exactly. of Fame. Exactly. But uh, some of the other ones that are going to be there um, Jimmy Hart, who I've actually met, but not at a fan fest. Right. Then before, uh, I guess the Mountie is going to be there. Um, Baby Doll, I've already met her. Never met mm-hmm. the Mountie, but I, you know, of course, I have met Baby Doll. Love to have her on the show. Love to have her daughter, actually, Samantha Starr. Love to have her on the show. Um, because Matt, you know, big strong Mims, he said, yeah, he said she's a great person. You know, get her on the show. Mm-hmm. But two names that I think is going to be interesting: RVD, okay, and Matt Riddle. Oh wow! They've got a match. <laughs> They're both doing an indie match. I forget what the comp- who the company is, but they have a match against each other coming up in a few weeks. You know that match is. They're both going to be stolen before they even start oh, yeah. the match. Yeah, you know, and I know we're not making this up because RVD is a known advocate. You oh, know, because yeah. um, I mean he, you know he he smokes all the weed, but I mean he believes that you know in the medicinal. Um, yeah effects of it matt riddle i think just think he just likes his weed <laughs> uh, yeah yeah 
Um, but they're still going to be there together, you know, so you can't put them right beside each other because they said, uh, hey, where'd they go? There's a big old empty space right there. Yeah, oh, they, they're, they, they're out in the back. They, yeah, they stepped out back for a minute. Yeah. Um, it'll be the same place uh, some of the other wrestlers, they would step outside to smoke like Jake mm-hmm. the Snake when he was taking off his oxygen tube. Um, <laughs> his, his brother, Sam Houston, they were both stepping outside to smoke and, you know, a couple other ones. But, yeah, uh, and there are some other names, too. Um, was Booker T one of them? I've never met Booker T. I might make, go up to meet Booker T, but then again, I mean, it, like I said, it costs so much money. It's like, yeah, yeah, like oh. And if I was going to go up there and look at the merch, well, I mean, I like looking at the belts, like those two back there, like my the Mid Atlantic belt that I have now. In fact, mm-hmm. that NWA world title, I bought it up in Chillicothe, the very first one I went to. They have not had those kind of belts since. Oh, okay. You know, so, um. When I was there the last time, actually, one of the things I could have gotten, but I'm pretty sure that my wife would have not let me sleep inside the house for you know a year. <laughs> Demolition, of course, they were there. Yeah, they had one of they had one left. They had one of the masks. Remember the the black mask with the cape on it? You know, with yeah. the, the little spikes on it. They yeah. had one left, and they would have autographed it, but it was like two fifty, three hundred, and I was like. Ooh. Yeah, my, my wife. My wife would have stabbed me if I'd have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it was cool looking, but I was like, yeah, I couldn't, just couldn't do it. So, yeah. um, and the mass superstar, you know, of course, Bill Eady, you know, also known as mm-hmm. uh, Demolition Axe, he was also selling a masked superstar mask, oh. but it, but it was like a hundred dollars, and once again, I was like, I uh, can't do yeah. it. I mean, I've already yeah. spent way too much as it is, and you know, um. But out of that that particular thing in Chillicothe, and this will be another reason to go, you know, on, on on the pro going side, is I was able to meet up with Larry Zabisco, who we had on yep. the show, you know, was it mm-hmm. two, three weeks later. So um, that would be the reasons I would go up there is to network, yeah. you know, and, and it, it is still cool to meet them, but I don't want to go pay to get a, a picture taken with somebody I've already paid. And, and especially when I ended up somehow getting talked into buying this ring. <laughs> so, but I'll put it back. Um, but actually, some of the other things you can get it at the Fan Fest, like this right here, the Funko Pop with um, Money Money Inc., Million Dollar Man, IRS, and they both autographed it. You know, so um, you can get things like that, but yeah. at the same time, I just thought, just thought it was interesting that RVD and Matt Riddle both are going to be there. I'm like, oh, y'all sure that's a good idea to have them both there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, but, all right, so Saturday, Crown Jewel, you know, go check it out. Um, yeah, because I don't think college basketball is starting up yet. I think that's the next weekend, I believe. Yeah. Because y'all do know when college basketball starts up that Joel and I both would be going, all right, come on, Tar Heels. Do a lot better than what you did last year. I was just getting ready to say, I need the Tar Heels to step it up and do a whole lot better than they did last year. Because yeah. that was awful. It was. Um, you know, how you go from being the national runner-up to not even making the, the tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, and not even making the NIT. I, mean, I was getting was... ready to say, they didn't even make the NIT. And it's like, come on. And Hubert Davis, I mean, he's part of the NC, you know, UNC system, so he should be doing a lot better. But yeah, um, but either way, like I said, Saturday, 
watch it if you can. If you're not, of course, it's on the network, so you can always watch the, yeah. the replay. Because uh, honestly, I don't know if I'll be able to watch it when it's going on because I know we have errands we're running and I'm going to be visiting in-laws at night because my wife has not been able to see her mom in mm. a few weeks because of her foot. Um, she was supposed to go tonight, wasn't able to go. Uh, so they, they rescheduled to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully tonight, and I got to tell this really kind of funny thing real quick. We, um, if people are listening and they notice that we didn't drop the audio episode until Tuesday, even though we recorded Monday, blame my stupid cat for that. <laughs> What'd your cat do? <coughs> Went outside, take the dog out. Mm-hmm. Well, my son opened the door while I was out there. He didn't see the cat, and this cat's notorious. Um, he'll run out, just especially mm-hmm. when it when it starts getting cold. Um, because he we think he's he's part Maine Coon. Mm-hmm. And Maine Coons have a really, really thick fur. And so yeah. he likes being in the cold. But he's not an outdoor cat, he's an indoor cat. You right. know, he, he doesn't even chase mice inside the house. You know, he'll watch one walk by and go. You know, so he's not like a hunter type cat, but he'll go out there just to be a jerk. And he went over to the neighbor's house and got up underneath <laughs> their vehicle. And so I'm on one side of it. My wife came out. She was on the other with her bad foot and all. Uh-huh. You know, she's in the walking boot, but she finally was able to reach in and grab him by the scruff of his neck and bring him in. But we didn't get back in. I think I texted you at like, a, you know, close to 1130 at night, my time. Yeah. And I was like, not going to be able to get the audio uploaded tonight. Stupid cat got out, you know, and we had to kind of chase him. I even texted the neighbors to let them know, hey, if you see anybody out here with flashlights, it's just us. Our cat got out. He's, under, you know, out there. And the neighbor, he actually turned the lights on for us so we could see better. Oh, that's you cool. Know? So, yeah. And these are neighbors. They've been living there seven, eight months now. Um, You know, and they're pretty cool. They replaced the neighbor who threatened to shoot me. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, it was, you, so you upgraded. So. We upgrade. I mean, we definitely upgraded. You know, they have, you know, two dogs themselves, two big golden retrievers, beautiful dogs. Um, the other new neighbors we have, they have it looks like two boxers in a pit. Oh, so as okay. long as you know they stay in the yard, hey, yeah, you know we're cool. Um, you know, I haven't actually met them yet. You know, um, you know, so I don't really have an impression except for I just see the dogs. Um. But that's it. That's just a story I wanted to tell about the cat and why we were delayed getting the audio <laughs> going. Uh, and I will also say look for changes because we are looking at a lot of ideas to do with the podcast. Uh, so look for a lot of, you know, potential changes that will be doing positive changes, mm-hmm. you know, just, um, you know, just kind of trying some things out. So, but I don't have anything else left. You have anything else? No, nope, no. Nope. Yeah, been kind of a um, a slow week. Rest in peace, Bobby Knight. I do want to say that. Yes. You know, yeah. talking about speaking of college basketball. Um, not necessarily a fan of some things he did off the court, but on the court, I mean, he was. Oh yeah. Yeah, he earned the coach. Yeah. Oh yeah, the last coach to have a perfect season with the championship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but until we can talk again, probably Monday, where we'll give a review. Yep. More than likely, unless something weird happens. But we'll be talking again Monday, giving a re- review of Crown Jewel. And we'll, we'll see how our predictions went. Unlike WWE, they just make a prediction and then they just walk away. Exactly. Um, 
And we'll see, we, we actually hold up our end of the bargain. So just putting that out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but until we can speak again, my friends, can say goodbye and God bless. God bless.